Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your time. Bradford Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. Well, I was very fortunate. I, I head on over to Laugh Boston, the comedy club, over by the waterfront, I guess it is. And I see my good friend Josh Wolf, who was headlining over there. And and Josh is a comedian. He's been on Chelsea lately. He has a podcast with Freddie Prince Jr. And so I'm doing a podcast with Josh Wolf. And one, in conversation, what he told me, all out of the blue, breaking news, is that he's going to be hosting a roast for David Ortiz, a celebrity roast for David Ortiz on July, June 22nd, the day before Ortiz gets his number retired. So how awesome is this, number one? You don't do this, these stupid galas. Don't do any of that. It's raising money for a great cause, the David Ortiz Children's Fund. And you're doing it through a much, much entertaining. I think roasts are so underrated. And so I talked to Josh uh, for about 17 minutes about a lot of things, about him, his celebrity status out in L.A. He's a Massachusetts guy. Um, we talked about his podcast with Freddie Prince Jr., and we talked about the roast with Ortiz. A lot of things we talked about. But before we get to that interview with Josh Wolf. Knowing that we were going to be talking about the breaking news, the Bradford Show podcast breaking news, which is they're having this celebrity roast for David Ortiz, I called in the star of the Dale, Holly, and Keith show, Ben Kitchen. That's true. Yes. The absolute star, the the brightest shining star. It is. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I would... We don't lie on this podcast. I don't know. If Why you, would you? We There's are, no need. As we as we show with the Lou Merloni podcast, we are the podcast of record, and we we <laughs> we don't lie, and we also break news. And this is the breaking emer- very special emergency podcast because we're breaking news about this David Ortiz celebrity roast, which isn't even on the website yet. It, it's going to be a House of Blues. Keep clicking because I, personally, I would buy tickets to it. Bill Burr is going to be there. Love him. And really, I, I can name a bunch of other people, Anthony Mack. But once you say Bill Burr, it's done. So anyway, Ben Kitchen is yep. is 
at Intercom, really Intercom, the entire station is known for his expertise with celebrity roasts, which which the whole dynamic to me is baffling. So, Ben, the first thing I want to ask you, Mm -hmm. when it comes to a roast, what are the do's and don'ts? How far can you go? What are the what are the sort of give me the when when David Ortiz gets up there, what is going to be acceptable? What is going to be uncomfortable? Because really, for me, the the litmus test is the Michael Scott office episode where he gives the roast. That is that is it for me. Boom. Roasted. So tell me what is what is uh the do's and don'ts. The do's and don'ts. Okay, uh do um go as far as you think you can go. There's obviously a limit. Um and everyone says be as mean as you can because it everyone knows if you're doing a roast it's in good spirit. We're just trying to make everyone laugh at the same time. The one example where you can go too far is Amy Schumer did this a couple of years ago to Steve-O just after his uh, fellow jackass castmate had died. Ryan, uh, Ryan I think his name yes. was. He had just died in a car accident, and she did a joke about, yeah, I know we were all thinking, why wasn't it you, Steve-O? And everyone's like, ooh. Like, she got the groan. Um, and, and, what, and, and that's going too far. And you get the – and people who would go to these things, the people who are being roasted – and in terms, of, in case you don't know, how it works is various people get up there, and like I, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. I believe Gronk is going to be one of these people. Someone writes the joke for Gronk. Yep. He rips on everybody on the quote unquote dais, rips on all of them, and then gets to the David Ortiz. And then at the end of it, he says, Oh, it's something nice about David Ortiz. So everything's good. Everything's yeah, good. At the end, they always do, Well, David, you know I love you. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. thank you for having me. That's how every single set ends. But it was funny that you asked me this because it's the day after Don Rickles died. Yes. Well, you know, there was, it's no coincidence that I did this interview then. <laughs> well, that's what Let's I thought you honest. wanted to talk about. Hey, absolutely. And so, Rickles, if you go back and watch the Dean Martin celebrity roast, which I've done, um, he was by far better than everyone else. They didn't work that blue. Now they work on very blue on the Comedy Central ones, which for me started with the Drew Carey one, which one of my favorite jokes of all time is, uh, Drew Carey, you look like Buddy Holly and Barney Rubble had a baby together and peed on it. <laughs> like, that's just a great joke. You could have peed on it for anything. It's Roast funny. makes stars. Roast made uh, Amy Schumer. Roast made Anthony Jeselnik. Roast made Greg Giraldo, who was became a mega star. The late Greg the late Giraldo. Greg Giraldo yes. went to Harvard. Yeah, went to Harvard Law School. Yeah, and became a great comedian. Uh, just be as funny and as crass as you can be. Now, my one question with doing a David Ortiz roast is he speaks good English, but he doesn't have a full grasp of the English language. Oh no, he does. He does? Uh, yeah, he does. He does. Okay, so I've only heard him on interviews where I think he plays a little dumb so he doesn't have to answer certain yeah, things. Yeah, no, no, he, he does. I mean, his family's all from, well, his wife is from Wisconsin. Yeah. So, yes, so he does. But it's a good question because there's going to be the, the big laughs and the ha-ha-ha. I think Ortiz will know what he's getting going into it. As you said, there's... You, there's no, no, no holds are barred. Or no, yeah, that's it, right? No holds are barred. No, no, no holds barred. No holds barred. No holds are barred. Um, so one of my favorite, I hope someone kind of does something along this line because it's funny to me. Did you ever see the Bob Saget celebrity roast? Uh, I was actually listening to clips of Bob Saget doing a roast. So I can't say I saw it, but He's I heard some roast. of it. Yes. So, well, he ended his roast with a great line that I, I it's inappropriate for the Bradfoe show. Why? Okay, it it's not inappropriate no. for the Brad show. So. I mean, it's in, it, you, as you'll hear in the interview with Josh Wolf, there is it's the NS 
FW. Oh, well, Saget just gets up and says, yeah, thanks for all the uh, nice words and suck my $50 million cock. Okay. So, but at go. the Saget roast, it's my favorite moment of any roast. Norm MacDonald gets up, who's my favorite comedian. Him and Chappelle are my two favorites. And Norm goes, I, he's, he's just going to sandbag it because he doesn't like roasts. And he tells the stupidest jokes possible. He gets like a 60-year-old joke book and just basically reads <laughs> from it. Uh, Greg Giraldo, he's got the... The uh, wisdom of an owl, the eyes of an eagle, and the beak of a hawk. Ladies and gentlemen, this man's for the birds. <laughs> it's such a bad joke, but yeah. it's great at the same time. So just be as mean and funny. Um, obviously, there's certain words you should never say. Yeah. Uh, don't say those words. Yeah. And I think we know what they are. But be as crass as you can because everyone knows what it is. You're yeah. here for a good time to make well, people Well, it would be interesting because typically something, an event like this, the day before his number is getting retired. And usually this is sort of like the gala type of thing. But typically this event is televised by Nesson. There is no way that Nesson is televising this. You can't. You, they they you, could after 10 o'clock if they wanted to. No, nah, but they're not. They're I not know gonna. they don't want to. No, but, but they're not going to. I'm they're, glad they're not because I, it, it'll take the shackles off everyone. Right. And I think that that's the goal here. And, and honestly, good for Ortiz. I think this was Josh Wolf's idea because he had talked to Ortiz's wife but good for Ortiz for agreeing to do it. I don't know if he knows what he's getting into, but t- I mean, tell me, I mean, as a connoisseur of roast, yeah. these are so underutilized. In, it doesn't have to be on Comedy Central all the time. They are so underutilized in, in our daily life. We should be doing one here. We should be doing one here. It's basically mean tweets. If you've never seen a roast, it's essentially mean tweets. Yes. Um, but they do do them all the time. You, Comedy Central had the roast battle show. Uh, Jeff Ross is the roast master, and it's great. It highlighted new comedians and everything, people you haven't seen before. So they do this all the time in L.A. at, like, uh, the comedy store or whatever. They do these, like, for themselves to make each other laugh. <laughs> and these are the jokes you would say amongst your friends, but then all of a sudden now everyone else is welcome into your group of friends. But That's t- how it works. But tell me if we did a WEI roast, whatever. Yeah. Some people could take it. Some people couldn't. Ooh. Right? Ooh. This would be the, the talk about the Michael Scott office episode. Who wouldn't be able to take it? Uh, Glenn can take it. Oh, he, he says he can take it. Glenn can take it. No, nah, he says he can take it. You don't think he can? No. No. Lou, Lou will get angry. Little, like, he'll take it for a little while. Fake smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's not cool. It's, it's cool. It's cool. He'll be like exactly how he was on this podcast. That was really fun. That was real fun. And they'll go, he was trying to paint me in the corner. <laughs> Christian won't be able to take it that much. He'll take it for a little while, and then he'll just be like, oh, you're just killing me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dale won't be able to take it. No. Michael could probably take it up to a certain extent. Yeah, I don't think he would enjoy it. Rich can take it. Yeah, I think Rich could take it. Now here's the question of the morning yeah, yeah, show. Yeah. Well, Kirk could take it. He gets it. He gets it, and he'll throw fire back at you. Right. I mean, and- now can Callahan take it? Um, you know him better than I do. No, actually, I probably don't. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. That's a that's an excellent question. I think I think he could. I think he could. He's like, I can take. I like the battle. I like the battle. But sometimes I don't know if he likes the battle. Yeah, but there's battling, and then there's just sitting there and taking it. Yes. That, so so well, a bad example yeah. is if you want to see a train wreck of yeah. a roast, go watch the Chevy Chase roast. Yeah. He couldn't take it. <laughs> Partly because none of his so-called friends actually showed up because nobody likes him. Well, here's the um, uh, his, Callahan's favorite, Coulter and Coulter. Oh. That one. That that one. You talk about. You talk about an awkward one, which is. Where you get a paycheck, we're going to do a roast, we're going to pay you a million dollars or whatever it is, and just take it. I'll take the check, and I'll, I mean, you talk about a fake smile the entire time through. 
That that was that was it, brutal. It was brutal. It was, that brutal. was brutal. It got to the point where I kind of felt bad for her, but she didn't take it correctly. If she just kind of laughed at it, they wouldn't have kept going. But everyone wanted to double down because oh. they saw she was <laughs> reacting poorly to it. Uh, she was only there to promote her book. Oh uh, yeah, well that's good for her. Clear. Yeah, um, but roasts can go very wrong. But roasts can also be one of the greatest things comedy wise you'll ever see. If you ever have a chance, go on YouTube, find the Patrice O'Neill roast, hmm. and that'll show you how good Bill Burr is at a roast. Yeah, and all these other guys, a lot of local comedians. Jim Norton is on that roast. Uh, ben Bailey from Cash Cab. Yeah. You'll find out how yes. funny he actually is. Yeah, uh, and a bunch of other guys. And well, like I said, once Bill Burr gets involved in this, you know it's going to be good. And Lenny. And Len- Lenny. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people. Even knowing Anthony Mackie, like I do, <laughs> I, he's, he's he's going to be good. He's he is going to be good. I can tell you right now. Yeah. And he's the actor, of course. He's been in a ton of things: Captain America, Hurt Locker, everything else. Uh, but speaking of promotion, we've promoted this. Uh, I also want to promote Josh Wolf, who you're going to hear coming up. Very here. funny. Very. You're a big Josh Wolf fan. Like him a lot. He's really funny. Good yeah. about talking about humor about his home life and his family, and we can all relate to the weird crap that goes on. And there. I just, I actually just saw him last night. Uh, did the podcast, interviewed him right after, so his adrenaline was rushing. Always good to talk to Josh. So, David Ortiz roast, Josh Wolf, but Ben Kitchen. Thanks for paving the way for this interview. Appreciate having me. The funniest guy I know, at least one of the funniest guys I know, Josh Wolf. Josh, you're going to have to excuse me because I'm not doing this sitting down. I'm doing this standing up because I just saw your act and I just crapped my pants laughing so hard. So it was a really, really good job. Laugh Boston. Awesome job. Came home. Uh, how did, first of all, the first time I saw you perform other than David Ortiz's event, how did it feel being back home, being in front of you know, the presence of me and, and just being here? You know what's crazy is that you tucked yourself in the back corner like a creep. Like you really, there were plenty of seats, guys. Listen, there's, there were tonight when I tell you there were plenty of seats, there were plenty of seats. So, but where did you stick yourself in the back corner, like, a, like just like a creep? Like, what was the deal with that? Well, the weird thing was is that I didn't realize that. So I, I'm by myself, so I don't want to go in front. Whatever, I don't want to do that. But the weird thing is, I didn't realize there was a ray of sunshine, a light, because I was like, you would never ever see. I could see, like, by the way, it was a little lighter than I wanted it to be in the room tonight. But I could, you were in a dark corner, but there was just a drop of light falling on you. So every every time I look over to the right, I could see you sitting there on that table. And finally, I had to say something. I had to be like, hey, man. And you were like, can he see? Honestly, there was, there was, first of all, you were awesome, and I'm not just saying that. It was, it was really, really good at Laugh Boston. Go check it out. There was a couple in front of me. Yeah. And there was a couple in front of me, and, and the, the security guy was roaming around. I think that as you were getting the racier stories, they were getting a little racy. They were, they were yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you have the effect on... on I will tell you, at a New Year's Eve show in Seattle at the old Comedy Underground, there was a couple so drunk in front that they started to have sex. So she was sitting on his lap, facing me. Both They were both facing me. And you know when you get so drunk, like, you forget you're, like, anybody else is around you? Do you know what I mean? Like, that was one of those drunks. I stopped doing my act. Me and the crowd were doing play-by-play and color commentary on them having sex. They never noticed no, nothing. I just ended up going back into my act. We had talked about them for so long 
that I was like, I can't believe two people fucking in the front row and we're all done with it. That you know what I mean? Like that was so crazy. So it obviously must be something because I'm telling you. The, the girl's hand was where the girl's hand usually isn't unless i mean in, in fairness they were drinking some contraption that was the guy shouldn't yeah he was called the roofie yes, yeah that, <laughs> yeah that's a shot. that is exactly it uh and i and i should also mention we'll mention that through the intro of the podcast but you also have a podcast yourself with freddie prince jr and the, one of the questions i have for you is you're a, a massachusetts guy boston fan you you friends with all the a lot of the athletes so, in the podcast, in your awesome, awesome podcast with Freddie Prince Jr., he's an L.A. guy, right? Total L.A. guy. Total Lakers guy. I mean, listen, I will tell you, when my son, you met Jacob tonight. Oh, you met him down at the Ortiz thing. So, when my son, we live in Los Angeles. So, when he was about nine, he came walking up my driveway, and he was wearing a Kobe Bryant jersey, coming home from school. And I stopped him mid-driveway, and I go, what's going on, man? And he goes, I'm just coming back from school. And I go, where'd you get that jersey? He goes, I won it in a contest at school. And I go, oh. And he goes, you like it? I go, not really. And he started to walk in the house. I go, just so you know, you can't go in the house with that. And he said, what? I go, yeah, it's a Kobe Bryant jersey. You can't go in the house with that. And he goes, why not? I go, we're Celtics fans. And he goes, what do you mean we're Celtics fans? I go, we're Celtics fans. We're Red Sox fans. We're Bruins fans. And we're Patriots fans. We're not Lakers fans. We hate the Lakers. He goes, I live in Los Angeles. And I told him, I go, I don't care where you live. And here's the thing. He ended up, we're Jewish, he ended up going to a Catholic high school because I wanted him to learn about everything. My daughter dated boys and girls in high school. I have no problem with that. But you don't get to pick your sports teams. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You can pick who you want to have sex with, you can pick what God you want to pray to. But you know what four teams we love? The Patriots, the Red Sox, the Bruins, and the Celtics. This is actually segues nicely into one of the things I want to ask you about. You're in the, the L.A. circuit. You're, you're a celebrity out there. You run in those, I don't, I don't know what happens in... You know what happens. I dare to dream what happens. But one of the things I want to ask is the fraudulent L.A. fan. So we talk about you being a Boston fan in L.A. Does it annoy the fuck out of you that, like, these people, they go to Angel Stadium, they go to Dodger Stadium, they stay for half the game. And listen, you grew up here. Here's my t- it, it bothered me way more before I got there. But I'm going to tell you something straight up. There's just so much to do there. Do you know what I mean? And it's such a fun place to live where you're like, Meh, maybe I'll go to the game, maybe not. It is, there's just, and the weather is beautiful all of the time. You're not selling. You're supposed to. I'm just telling you right now, I, I get it. Like, now that's not how I watch my sports, and it never will be. I'm there. We stayed to the end of the Celtics game last night. That was not a great game. I don't know if you know that. They did not win that game. They were out of that game in the third minute of the first quarter, right? But my son and I stayed until the end of the game because that's what you do. You stay to the end of the game. But I grew up here. Do you know what I mean? Now, now if I grew up, if I had grown up there, out there, everything's just so, huh? Do you know what I mean? Like- well, so your guy, Freddie, so he's, he's a sports fan. He's from L.A., is he a good litmus test in terms of this stuff? I mean, if do you, on your podcast, do you do you hash it out, do you, or is it when you get into these arguments? Because I know you know what you're talking about. I know that you know who the Larry Bird dynamic. I know you know all of that. And he's like, oh, I like Magic Johnson. He knows his sports, though. He really does. I actually, you know, he and I did a little segment on uh, ESPN Radio with um, you know, the Mason Ireland show out there, right? Yeah. There's and um, 
I got into I told them that the Lakers are the new Clippers. Yeah. And they did not like that. <laughs> they, did, <laughs> they did not like that at all. But Freddie knows his stuff. And when he told me no, he came out with some reasons why where I was like, oh, okay, actually that makes sense. Like he knows his shit. Now, I still consider East Coast fans way better. And oh, of course. The passion. Like, you know, there's, listen, the hate, I think hate is so healthy in sports. What I'm more proud about is not that my son loves the Boston teams, is that he hates the Yankees. Yes. He hates the Yankees. Hates! And he hates the Lakers now. And he hates Kobe. I mean, I'm more proud of that than his deep love for the Boston teams because I think that's so important in sports, man. Well, who's the most fraudulent celebrity L.A. fan, sports fan? Oh, jeez. That's so hard to Well, okay, okay, who's, who's uh, let's go the opposite end of the spectrum. Because I am interested in this. I am interested in, you live in a different world. We see each other once a year yep. in, the, in the Dominican at the David Ortiz uh, fundraiser. But you live in a different world. So who is the guy, maybe who is the celebrity out there who you say, that guy is, is for real? Remember when you know, Jack Nicholson, I mean, well, Jack. Billy Crystal is for real. You know, believe it or not, like guys like Mario Lopez love the Dodgers. Okay, I don't believe that. Mario Lopez loves the Dodgers. Loves the Dodgers. George Lopez loves the Dodgers. George Lopez loves the Dodgers. Loves, loves, loves the Dodgers. Those guys love the Dodgers. Now, look, nobody loves the Rams because they eat a dick, right? (laughs) (laughs) And nobody in L.A. is going to give one crap about the Chargers because they were the enemy four months ago, and they're a mediocre team. It's so crazy that and people were expecting L.A., you got to move a team to L.A. The same thing. Well, you know how I say it's nice because there's so much to do there? That's why you, if a team sucks, they're going to die there because there's so much to do. Nobody, Who's going to the Rams well, games next year? Right, so so that's my question. Is, it, is that going to work? I mean, it's not going to work. No, no way. No way. Listen, I live there. I'm a degenerate gambler. I bet on everything. You know, you want to bet how many times I'm going to go to Rams games? None. <laughs> Zero times. Well, what you said, so the, the face that I gave you when you said Mario Lopez is a big uh, fan, is here's the backstory to that. I was running the Boston Marathon, believe it or not, and at mile three, we know Ali Landry. He was dating at you. Yeah. Right? Yep. Doritos girl. Uh, so Ali Landry, we knew that Ali Landry was running. So mile three, we're looking around. I think this is how far along you go with the disposable camera. And there it is. They're Ali Landry and Mario Lopez. Three miles in, and they're walking. They're walking. They're, it's like the walk, run, walk, run. That's that's. Uh... I mean, listen. I can't. I can't vouch for his marathon skills. They sound like they're terrible. All right, but it sounded like he was also trying to get a little vagina, dude. And I mean, you know what I mean? Why rush that? You know what I'm saying? I mean, listen, listen. There was a reason why we were had the had the lookout for Ali Landry. Let me ask you another question: Would you rather be jogging with some other dude or walking with Ali Landry? Well, here's what happened: is that we actually started running. This is a true story. We started running backwards so we could take a picture of of Ali Landry from behind, or maybe I was taking a picture of Mario Lopez. Who knows? Listen, they, I bet you they both have equally supple behinds. <laughs> So let me let me ask you. Speaking of supple behinds, when you bring up Tom Brady out in L.A., so Tom Brady did his thing where he's chasing around Kronk. Everyone loves him, even though he had the weird skinny jeans on. Um, what what was the what, what's the 
it, when you're out there, you're a diehard Boston fan, and you say, I love the Patriots, I love Tom Brady, do people say, eh, or do they get actually pissed? People hate the Patriots. People hate the Patriots, and they hate Brady. Hate! And you know what is so crazy to me? Look, if you had a son, wouldn't you want him to be the guy who was nobody thought was ever going to make it, worked his ass off, has had a zillion different receivers, eight zillion different running backs, has overcome any offense that Belichick has told him to run. He's worked so hard. He's mastered all of them. And then he married a woman who not only was a supermodel, she made more money than he did. Wouldn't you want your son to be a Super Bowl champion, to be a leader of men? I don't understand what the problem is. Well, I wouldn't want him wearing the skinny jeans, but yes. Dude, I'm going to go with skinny jeans. I almost forgave him for wearing that fucking Yankees hat, but I can't. I never can. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I never can. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. But so, you know what I mean? Like, when people get on Brady, to me, I'm like, you you have zero. It holds no merit because there's nothing wrong. And like you said, the people in L.A., they just don't. Once you say, hey, don't get on Brady, they're like, okay, we're moving on to the next fun thing they're just, but the, what, who are they going to throw in my face? What are they going to say, Philip Rivers? <laughs> well, all right, so before we, I want to get to the, you're, you're hosting the David Ortiz roast coming up, which is going to be insane. I, I want to get to this, before I do this, because I forget to ask you this, just because, like, once again, you live in a different world than I do. Give me one good celebrity story. One good, like, you were... Uh, at a party, or I know it's so general. Can't do any at a party stories because there's that. Un- it's the code. I'll never get invited back to a party. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, uh, what type of story should we tell you? Wow, they're so because I, I'm I'm one of those people who doesn't tell other people's stories. Well, okay, let me ask you this: Who? When was the first time when you, well, I go to L.A. and I'm standing outside Sunny McLean's? I'm like, Ooh, who? Yeah, who's yeah? Not where you're gonna see any celebrities, by the way. I know, thanks for telling me. Uh, but but when was the first time when you started living out there? When was the first? Oh, holy shit! You know that. That I just saw this guy, or I just met that person. You know, I I used to work on a show called Chelsea lately, and there was a week when Dave Grohl hosted the show. He guest hosted for a whole week, and what a just magnanimous, generous dude. Who I, you know, you would remind you know you're Dave Grohl, dude. What are you sitting in here with us for? You know what I mean? But he would come in and answer any question you had. He told every story you wanted to hear. He was like, who wants to hear that story about when I had lunch with Paul McCartney, Bruce Springsteen, and Joe Walsh? And we were like, fucking us? But he's so open and such a good dude. And I asked him, I'm like, just out of curiosity, I'm sure you've heard this before, but why are you such a good guy, man? You're Dave fucking roll. And he said, you know, I grew up in the punk scene. And those guys were just everyday guys, and those were the guys I idolized. So that's what I wanted to be. What was the What was the coolest thing about working on that show, Chelsea lately? Um, just the whirlwind of it all. Of it all. Like looking back on it, I don't think I realized at the time how big it was in the moment, and uh, because I still have people come up, and people I would have never thought watch that show there was a and i and like i said i don't tell the people's stories but there was a very famous singer who got nervous in front of me she was like i just uh, i was like what is what is the name jewel no but that was a great i loved her on the 
Dude, we sang a song together. It was my favorite thing ever. Uh, but she and I dressed up like the Backstreet Boys and sang a Backstreet Boys song. Uh, but she was like, I'm just nervous. I love you on, the, on Chelsea Lately. And I was like, this is bananas. Like, I just sit up there and say dumb things about celebrities. And the show just was like one of those things that just lit fire for about a two-year period. Yeah, it was a real, I mean, it was legit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, lit fire, man. You, do you know how many athletes watch that? Because they were in their hotels. Yeah. And that was what was on. Yeah. So it was crazy. How did you, uh, how did you get to know, like I said, we see each other down at Dominican and Dave Ortiz's event. How did you get to know David uh, in that circle? I think it started with Uke at one of his charity events. I hosted it with Sarah Colonna, who also was on Chelsea. And then we went to Uke, from Uke's to Lester's, both Sarah and I. And then I forgot how I started to, how I got in touch with Tiff, uh, David's wife. And um, she was like, do you want to come do the golf tournament? And I was like, yeah. Well, you saved it. I mean, honestly, last year. Oh, you we had a good time. Yeah. But, you know, that was one of those things where I, I was just like, I'm going to take, I'm going to roll the dice and I'm going to try to loosen it up a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I had been a couple years where there was no loosening up. Because nobody tried it. And I was like, I'm just going to try it. And I'm going to see what happens. And it could have gone horribly, dude. Do you know what I mean? Like, it could have just really shit the bed. And people are like, okay. So, yeah, this is big news. The, um, the, we're announcing David Ortiz is having a roast the day before his, his number is being retired. Tell me a little bit what's going down with that. We, uh, we wanted to find a new way to raise money for his charity. And um, so we asked him if he wouldn't mind us roasting him. And he said, I will do that. So June 22nd at the House of Blues, the night before they retire his jersey. I can tell you Bill Burr is confirmed. Uh, a guy named Anthony Mackey will be there. There are, some, there are some sports guys. I just can't say their names. But trust me, I've told you who they are. Yes. They're, they're, basically, you say, give me the top three sports guys in Boston and that's who's going to be there. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's it's a great roast. Some other comedians, who uh, I, I can't just say their names quite yet, but trust me, it's going to be a good time. I'm hosting it, and uh, all the money goes to his children's fund. It's good stuff. Yeah, and and listen, it's going to be roast. Roast is the way to go. Roast is the way to go. Good work by you getting this going. I can't wait. Uh, I urge you. I don't know when they're going online, but I would get tickets as soon as you can. All right, Josh Wolf, come to Laugh Boston this weekend. Awesome. The Tabasco, I am going home. I, I, I am going home to put Tabasco on my kids' fingers while they're sleeping. Uh, you'll have to come to the show to figure out exactly what I mean. But, Josh, thanks, for, thanks so much. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. 
Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. How did one man go from the scion of a Bay Area sausage company to triple murderer? Bud Stewart was always just a little off the rails. I'm Natalia Gravich, and I explored this question and many others on The Sausage King, a new podcast from KCBS Radio and Odyssey. He would park the truck with the pig and the straw in front of my campaign headquarters. Didn't like to follow any rules. Subscribe and listen now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.